But hey, um, if you got your Bibles, um, if you could open your Bibles, if you bring it, who has a paper Bible in this place? And let's go, four people, let's go. Uh, but it's going to be on the screen. We're in Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33. And I'm um, just continuing a series that we started a couple weeks ago called uh, What Happy Couples Know and kind of has turned into ha- What Happy People Know as, as Pastor Jabin talked about marriages and friendships and relationships. And today I want to talk about that vertical relationship, that relationship with God. And so here we are in uh, Exodus chapter 33, verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, You've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. And you've said, I know you by name and have found favor with me. But if you're pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. And remember that this nation is your people. Lord replied, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if you're presence does not go with us, don't send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? Because just moments ago, uh, God said, go ahead to the land that I promised you with milk and honey. I'm just saying that I'm not rolling though. I'm not going to go with you because you guys have been a little stiff-necked. And so he's saying, "What, what, what good is it if we go and your presence doesn't lead us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all of the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. Now show me your glory. Today I want to preach a sermon called How to Hear the Voice of God. If you're taking notes, How to Hear the Voice of God. Jesus, I thank you for these moments. I thank you that in the, your, these moments that we aren't just here alone, but your presence is here. And so, God, God, we just ask that you would speak. We're attentive. We're expectant. And I just ask that you would use me in these moments. Allow me to preach with boldness and clarity and let, let it fall on good soil, returning a harvest of a hundredfold. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said a big amen. Amen, amen and amen. Like mentioned earlier, 2020 was a wild year. And... Um, I would argue that 100% of this room is living in a different circumstance, that your life actually just looks different than it did a year ago. It's crazy to think that we are literally living a year later, but man, what, what a crazy year of, of change and circumstance. And um, it, it's wild because some people would, would think that a year like last year, maybe the absence of God occurred. And, and sometimes we can come to that predicament when we think, that our circumstance is what's dictating what God is actually speaking and his presence. An observation that I found uh, about last year in regards to people and church attendance and how people are pursuing God was that, they, that we have allowed our circumstance to dictate or be more louder than what God is communicating. And I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter your circumstance, that God is always communicating no matter what you're, you're experiencing or what you may find yourself in. And that actually, it is pretty dangerous to allow your circumstance to communicate for God. You know, if you've ever been in an accident, sometimes your self-talk can tell you that you're moving too fast in life. Hey, hey Omar, maybe you, were, you just need to take it slow. No, I think that idiot just passed the red light and you ran and, and you collided. And that's not God saying slow down. That's, you just got into an accident. So don't allow your circumstance to speak for God. 
And one thing I've learned is that God's voice, he's not going to compete with volume, but he's also not going to compete with different voices. And it really isn't the volume that is the issue. The Bible says, whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoever has ears, let them hear. And this is a great distinguishing factor of the Christian faith system uh, in a, opposed to other religions because it is this ability that God is speaking to his people and it's not man coming to God. Come on, it's God coming to man and speaking to them. And so I love this about our God, that he speaks to us and, and that his voice is so apparent. And I, and I really want to bring some practical um, handles today on, on how to hear the voice of God. I've been attending church. I've been walking with Jesus for around nine years, and it's been awesome. But it, is, it has become, and I notice it when I'm in, uh, in community with, in conversation with other people, that this idea of hearing God's voice for your life, the specific voice, the specific word of God in your life, that it's kind of ambiguous. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the pastor, of course he hears from God. I mean, of course the worship team hears from God. But the reality is you can get a word from God for your business, for your family, for your life, whatever season you're in. Come on, God wants to speak to you in whatever season you're in. That's a good place to clap right there. So I want to uh, really ask you this. Um, I want you to start asking this question. Have I heard God on this? Before you move, before you move and make a decision, if you find yourself in a confusion or maybe you're in a predicament of two good options, you need to ask yourself, what does God have to say about it? And so here are some five things that we need to know about the voice of God. And I pray that this message will give you confidence in hearing God Monday through Saturday and not just Sunday. Amen. Number one, God speaks constantly, not occasionally. God speaks constantly and not occasionally. There is no one greater action that God does other than speak. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't move mountains more than speak. He doesn't, he doesn't I would say, uh, you know, provide like tangibly more than actually speaking. And I would even argue that God's form of speaking in our lives is a form of provision in our lives. A.W. Tozer said this, the whole Bible supports the idea God is speaking, not God spoke, but God is speaking. He is, by his nature, a continuously articulate. Uh, he fills the world with his speaking voice. It's one thing to know and believe that God does speak, like, hey, Omar, yeah, 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 I, I, get, I know that. I read the Bible. God says God speak. The Lord said. It's another thing to know God's always speaking. This changes everything. When you find yourself in a funk, this doesn't mean that you have to shuffle through your old your notes and, you know, find a thing that God used to say. And even though that's good, and that's why we take notes is so we can remember it and it can be in our hearts. But I remember I found myself in a funk like years and years ago. And I had a cool friend, and I, and I respect him, and I love him. But he, uh, I remember telling him, like, dude, I just feel like I'm, yeah. You know, like, so you just have those seasons sometimes. You're just like, I just feel like God's far. And he was like, you know what, uh, Omar, I... I like to say, you know, that when, when you find yourself in those moments, just go back to the last thing God told you. Yeah. And I was like, no, that is, yeah, that, was, that is good, because if you don't know what God's saying, go back to the last thing he told you. But that's not indicative of who God is, because God's always speaking. And so if you need a word, God will provide, him, provide you with a word in the season that you're in. Yeah. Some odd 
3,800 times the Bible declares God said or thus says the Lord. And so I really believe it's not God's volume that's the issue. I believe it's the lack of intentionality to hear what he's saying. If God is speaking, we must be a hearing people. And um, I, I would say it like this. When I feel like God is silent, I need the faith to know that God's always speaking. This is the truth that we must live in, friends. That God is always speaking. It doesn't, doesn't matter what circumstance you're in, God is always speaking. And when I feel like he is silent, when I feel like he's far, I must have the faith to know that he's always speaking. So if you're in a place of confusion or in a predicament, just know that God has a word for you in the moment, that you can actually get a word from God. And, and as we go through this, I know it's going to bring some clarity, and you're going to know exactly how to uh, hear the voice of God. So number one was God speaks constantly, not occasionally. Number two, God speaks to his people. And the church said, amen. amen. God speaks to his people. John 10, chapter 3, or John 10, uh, chapter 10, verse 3, it says, this is Jesus speaking, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls on his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all on his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. This illustration is uh, very important because oftentimes we are sheep, and sheep have a tendency to wander. Sheep need a shepherd, and it really is our decision that, that we can self-identify as sheep without a shepherd or sheep with a shepherd. And I love that Jesus says this later on. He says, I am the good shepherd. I don't know where you are and how you feel about Jesus today, but Jesus is not mad at you. Jesus loves you. He's the good shepherd. He wants to care for you. He wants you to come to him for direction and guidance. As Pastor Jabin mentioned last week, you know, he can give you a little spur or, or in other words, a kick in the butt. But we have a tendency to wander. And if I could just speak to millennials for a second, hot second, because I'm a millennial, I've, an observation I found is that a lot, of, a lot of us just like to move and not get planted. There's so much wisdom in, in planting roots somewhere and 100% in God's house, 1,000%, but even in a city and just and making a place home. But I just find oftentimes it's like, oh, there's really nothing for me here, and so we're just going to move. Like, don't move, especially if you haven't heard God on it. And so you need to know the voice of God and to know that you you need to be led by the voice of God and, and the truth that he does speak to you. And I, I want you to leave today knowing that God wants to speak to you. And it doesn't just have to happen on a Sunday through the person who has a microphone. That It can literally happen on a Monday. Um, th- this is something that we can grow in. And never feel guilty to grow in something. If you ever uh, want to grow, like I, I love leading groups because you really get to hear where people are actually at. You know, some people, most people, the Bible, uh, there's a statistic that says most Christians, 10% of them would say that they read their Bible about four times a week. 90% don't. And, and I don't think that's because people don't want to grow. That's because this is an ancient book, and I can see it can be a little confusing when you start opening this up. But in these moments of small group, uh, we always ask our leaders to, to help our church just move one step. 
that one step, you can identify whatever it is. And, and it could be something as awesome as baptism or serving in the church or, or even tithing. Incredible next steps that you can make. But I never want to minimize somebody's growth in their walk with Christ. And sometimes people will, you know, just open up and say, you know what, Omar, I, I, I know I'm supposed to be reading, but I don't even just know where to start. Practically, start in a Proverbs. You know, whatever day it is, you know, look at your watch, look at your calendar. Whatever day it is, you can open up that Proverbs. There's 31 Proverbs, and so there's a Proverbs for every day. And then hop into the New Testament, John, Luke, Matthew. They're all good stuff. And even if you just start there, it's going to be super helpful. But you never have to feel guilt when there's a desire to grow. And it's okay to grow in knowing God's voice. I've been married for eight years uh, to Amanda. And, yeah, turn up. Usually that's where people clap, but it's only eight years. <laughs> I know we got people in our church been married for, like, 50 years and stuff. It's crazy. Goals. But it's taken so much time for us to learn each other's language. And, um, you know, I went to sushi with my friend the other weekend, and I remember, shout out to all you can eat sushi, by the way. Las Vegas is the only place that has it. Praise God. 25 bucks. Let's go. Um, but when the roll came to the table, you know, I had the first bite of the first roll. And um, Amanda go ahead, went ahead and asked me, he's like, hey, she's like, hey, how does it taste? And I said, I just slid the roll over to her. I didn't even need to tell her what it was because I knew she was asking, let me get some of that. <laughs> it takes eight years to learn this. And it's just funny. I didn't even notice I did it until uh, my friend's girlfriend, he was like, how did you even know to do that? I was like, eight years of marriage, bro. Um, you know, I recently got into golf, and, you know, not, not, dude, golf is so fun. Let's go. Yes. My man Isaiah won a tournament today. Uh, shout out. Praise God. God gets all the glory. <laughs> anyway, no, but golf takes like four and a half hours, and it's a lot, but it's super fun, you know, if you don't play golf. But I, obviously the day before, I want to ask Amanda if it's okay, if she can watch Ruby and stuff. And who knows that in eight years of marriage, yes turns into sure, and sure no longer means yes. <laughs> but that just came with time. And so just, just commit to growth with God and commit to knowing who he is. And so just know that today that you can know God and that the door is open. He says, I am the gatekeeper and I'm the good shepherd. The door is open and God wants you to have a relationship with him. Amen? Amen. Number three, number three, God communicates when I conversate. God communicates when I conversate. Exodus 33, 12, Moses said to the Lord, um, you have been telling me, you have been telling me. Oh, I love it. Love Question for you is, what has God been telling you? Do you have something to tell back to God? Something about conversation or conversing or the word conversate, the actual definition of that is to just engage. God doesn't want just a one-way relationship. He wants an engaged relationship. He wants two-way conversation. He wants you to take, say back what he's already said to you. And so we want to uh, converse with God. And more than God wanting us to just talk to him, which is awesome. I think that's an awesome place to start. He desires for us to talk back to him. Amen? Something powerful just happens when you repeat back what God has already said. I like to say this, just respond by repeating. Our, our whole entire Christian walk is a response. It's a response to the finished work of God or finished work of Jesus um, in the resurrection. It's, it's, we live in response to it. And in the same way of our approach, it is in response to what God's already done. So God's already done the heavy lifting. 
We just need to say back what he's already said. Find a promise in scripture and just say it back to God. You know, and maybe you don't know, you know, uh, uh, an actual Bible verse or something that, you know, for your season. Number one, Google is awesome. Scriptures on finances. 17 scriptures on finance, Bible Hub. Um, there's also the songs we sing on a weekend. Those are, those are based on scripture. And literally, when you get them in your heart, you can say them back to God. And the powerful thing that happens when you say what God's already said back to him is that it creates more life in his word. That it, doesn't, it didn't end on the page, but it actually came to life because now you had the ability to use it. And if there's something you didn't know about the Bible, is that the Bible wasn't written to us, but it was written for us. And so we can use God's word and say it back to him. Amen. Jesus even has this example. Jesus uh, gets baptized, and a few, a few moments later, he gets led into the wilderness, and then he's tempted by the devil three different times. Um, but what I love about this is that Jesus responds to the temptation with the word of God. The tempter came and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Then Jesus answered, it's written, man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from God. And then he says, the enemy, uh, throw yourself down, down. And Jesus answered him, it is also written, bruh. Don't put your Lord God to test. Again, the devil took him on a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And, uh, and I will give you this. And he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus responded again, no one is supposed to bow down to you, bruh. And so it's so important that we know that we, we can talk back to God. That, that it's so good to come to God with something. Um, and and I'm not, I don't want to excuse the idea that, uh, you know, the cry for help, yes, God's there. But the Bible says, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep asking. And that, it, that, liter, uh, that actual translation of those words is just to keep doing it and just keep coming back. And God wants to speak to you. Come on, I got one clap. Let me get 10 more claps. Because we can talk back to God. Number four, number four, this is my favorite point. God's language is the Holy Spirit. God's language is the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 through 27. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So don't let your hearts be troubled, and don't be afraid. Did you know that Jesus told his disciples, it's actually better that I leave? There was a moment that Jesus just had to just break the ice and like, yo, I got to go. But you can't go, Jesus. We need you. We need you to tell us what to do. And the powerful thing is that Jesus says, no, I got got you on a promise. I'm I'm, going to send the Holy Spirit, the promise helper, the Holy Spirit. And what I love about the Holy Spirit is that a sign of it is peace. How crazy is it is that Jesus would remove himself from a situation which we would think would cause an uneasy or a lack of peace kind of circumstance, but yet he would leave us with peace itself in the form of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit today to you and I is what Jesus was to his disciples. We should have community with the Holy Spirit. We should go away with the Holy Spirit. We should go into a closet and pray with the Holy Spirit. And the reality is, is that God speaks through 
the Holy Spirit. And I love that because that's why you don't need to be a professional Christian. You don't need to know all the lingo, like the blood of the lamb. What? I thought we were talking about sushi. You don't need to know all this stuff because the Holy Spirit will confirm these things as, as they're said, and they won't weird you out. It will actually be comforting to know that, like, hey, I can grow in this. What, you know, whatever that person just said is probably I can learn it, and then you can go to Google. Amen. <laughs> Blood of the Lamb. It's a restaurant on the corner of... No, I'm just kidding. But the Holy Spirit knows you because God knows you. And this is God, was God's plan in the beginning. But I do know that... I've been, you know, coming to church. I've been an avid church grower and a church builder for quite some time. And you meet sometimes uh, weird Christians. <laughs> you just meet people who are just uber spiritual. And then they're usually the ones who would tell you, God told me to tell you, you know, that you shouldn't go there. Like, shouldn't go where? I don't know. Just, you just shouldn't go there. That's just what God told me. It's like, what am I supposed to do with that? But if God told you, I mean, I guess if it's, you know, and you start living in this weird, ambiguous state, but... Um, super spiritual people tend to be the super hungry for attention people. And if there's one thing I learned about the Holy Spirit is that we shouldn't be, if you are one that is hearing from the Holy Ghost, that you, another Christianese term, but it's okay. But you, 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 we're to grow in humility and not pride. The more we hear from God, we are to be more humble, not more prideful. Stiff neck. God won't go if we're stiff neck. Yes, you can clap right there. That the Holy Spirit leads us to humility. That's why it's important to actually say, uh, I feel the Holy Spirit saying. I feel the Holy Spirit telling me this. Because the reality is, is, yes, sometimes God will use you to speak through you and speak to somebody else. But you saying that I feel the Holy Spirit saying gives you room to be wrong. And it's just wise to say that instead of God told me. Amen? Second Timothy verse one and, uh, chapter 1, verse 7, For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, come on, love, and a sound mind. Amen. The church is saved. Amen. And it's, so it's so important to know the difference between the voice of the Holy Spirit and what is the opposite voice. That voice is the spirit of fear. The opposite voice of the Holy Spirit is the spirit of fear. You know, watching cartoons when I was growing up, Usually the main character would, would come into a predicament when you would, uh, you know, maybe there's a decision or uh, an opportunity that presents itself. And then these two uh, characters would show up on the shoulders of the main character. It's a devil and it's an angel version of the character. You guys know what I'm talking about? Sick. Um, old school, yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. Um, but it's so funny because that picture is, uh, is not indicative of what the Holy Spirit is. You know, in those moments, you know, where there would be a situation, you know, it is the devil that has so much confidence and is, is so much louder and, and just boisterous and like, you know, bro, you can go after it. You can do it, do it. Just, just go for it. And then you have the, 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 the angel just like, oh, no, Omar, yeah, I don't think you should. You know, I think, you know, you can kind of chill out a little bit. You know, I don't, you don't want to do that, you know. And it's actually like the angel is more afraid than the devil was. And it's actually the opposite in the kingdom. Come on, the Holy Spirit brings confidence. The Holy Spirit brings peace. Amen. Uh, so fear, and so it's important to know the difference between these two voices. So the spirit of fear often comes packaged in our own voice. This is what is called pride. What's in it for me? 
you know, what, what, what am I going to get out of this? Whenever you find yourself in a decision or a season where you, or a season where you need to make a decision, the Holy Spirit will always lead you to make the decision that has the most impact. Because it's not about you. Another form of, of fear is insecurity. And boil down, if the definition of insecurity is, is just a fear of man. And you submit to whatever it is that you fear the most. So who are you going to decide to submit to? That's why we pray, fear go, Holy Spirit come. Because either or is going to take residence. And come on, is anybody in this place want, to take, want the Holy Spirit to take residence in their life, in their hearts? The Holy Spirit that comforts, that guides, that directs. So, the, so that's why we pray that. Fear go, Holy Spirit come. Point number five as that comes up and I wrap this up. The place God speaks is in his presence. The place God speaks is in his presence. Moses goes into the tent to have a conversation with God. That's how you would, you know, meet with God. You would go to the, the tent of meeting. And people would actually watch Moses, like, go into there and they'd be like, oh, shoot, what, what's happening? And then, like, a cloud would hover over and it would be pretty gnarly. But the reality is it is in his presence that makes God's voice more easy to hear. It's easier to hear God in his presence. And that was the Old Testament. Now we have the ability, because the Holy Spirit lives in us, to invite the Holy Spirit or invite God's presence into whatever space and place you're in. So I don't know if it's your car or you have an extra office in your house or maybe it really is like a nice size closet so you don't get claustrophobia or something. But you can make whatever room permeating with God's presence. Can I tell you why you actually hear from God when you come here on a Sunday? It's because God's presence here. This is just a building. I mean, we got brick walls and it's, 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 it's nothing different, but where his presence is, it's the distinguisher for where he's gonna speak. And so it's, it's much harder to hear from God when, when you're binge watching Netflix two hours a night. And it's much harder to hear God when trap music is on your top five, you know, artists of the year. I'm not going to lie. I judged so hardcore. I was like, man, you don't listen to worship, bro? Just drink? Come on, good. But Drake, the guy that looks like me. Um, I like to call it a daily encounter. A daily encounter will change your life. And I want to encourage you that it doesn't need to happen in a room. It doesn't need to happen I get it. We, you know, we had a we had a daughter, and you know, life just gets crazy with a kid. Um, but it's so important to to make the time and take the time to give God the space. And so it could be your car. For a very long time of my life, when I had a commute to work, it was it was my car. I I couldn't in the morning just put on something that wouldn't get my day started right. And so I would turn on worship music, and say, God, fill this. What are you saying? And there's nothing like those moments where God just speaks to you. It's just you and God, and you know he's speaking. And it will game change your walk with Christ. A cool story about the voice of God and, 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 and walking in obedience when he gives you that command is, uh, in 2016, I had a, a fairly good job, a nice uh, situation, safe situation. 
um, and toward the spring, I kind of started to feel uneasy. It was just like, maybe call it frustration, call it whatever you want. I just started feeling weird. And I said, I didn't know what it was. I was just like, I need to take some time. Um, so I took three days to fast. I did a three-day water fast. And not saying you have to do any of this, but it'll be helpful. And I'm not super spiritual, by the way. I just know it'll help you. Amen. But every day before, in those three days before work, I would, I would just go to a park. I would, I would leave an hour early from my house, get to the park, and just, just sit and turn on worship music. And, and I needed direction. And I knew I didn't want to make a decision that God wasn't involved in. And then in those three days during lunch, I would do the same thing. I would just go there during lunch. And, and it was really in those moments that God gave me a timeline. It was so crazy how crystal clear he was about the, the season that's to come, that he would promise that he's going to provide, even though I didn't know what was actually lined up. And it's crazy to think that when I actually felt the, the, the permission from God to, to leave that job, that three weeks later, Pastor Javen talked about it, I get a phone call. And Pastor Javen and Shannon want to move back and start a church. And they asked if we wanted to be a part of it. And it was just crazy because it adds, a, it's, it's confirmation that the Holy Spirit speaks because God's not going to contradict himself. And so whatever the Holy Spirit's saying to you, he's not going to tell me anything different. And so we actually can be more unified as a church when we are all hearing from God. God will not tell you something different that Pastor Javen won't, won't hear from God. And, and that's why we say on a Sunday, more than you getting a fresh word that you've never heard before, it should be an exclamation point to what God's already saying in your week, amen? So I wanna encourage you to, to really think differently about the voice of God in your life, that you have access to God and that you can get in his presence and hear his voice, that you can literally by the Holy Spirit hear what he's saying to you and that you can converse back to him that it's not just a one-way thing that you can you can bring back what he's already said a promise he's given you and in in the scripture in exodus 33 really these four things come when we begin to walk in god's will when he when you get the okay from god you're going to get these four things you're going to get his presence he says, my presence will go before you. You're going to get his provision. He says, my goodness and my favor is going to come. And then he says, you're going to have peace because I am with you. And my hand will, be, uh, will cover you so you get his protection. Those are the four things that God promises when we begin to walk in what he says over our lives. So I want to encourage you, church, to ask this question every single day. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Holy Spirit, what are you saying? I just want to take a moment and pray for those that if you feel that this is, this is a new idea or maybe, maybe you knew God spoke, but you want to start walking in this. I want to start having confidence, Omar, in, in, in the voice of God for my life. Could, you, could I see your hand real quick? I want to have confidence to hear God speak. Jesus, you see the hands that are represented and you say that my, your sheep know your voice. So God, I just pray that we would have the, or we would grow in the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. We would grow into understanding and hearing what it is you are saying for our lives. I thank you that we don't have to walk aimlessly in this life, that we don't have to walk alone. For you walk with us and you, and you guide us and you direct us. But I just pray supernatural uh, spirit.
speaking into the Holy Spirit and that we'll be able to walk in a new confidence knowing what you say about us and what you say about our lives. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said a big amen.